Hello, how are we all? How are we all, people? I was a bit slow on the button there, sorry. I forgot how quick the intro comes in. So, <laughs> did you did you like the other person that was in there, Shalini? Did you see her? Did you? <laughs> and Chaz says hello. I'm going to have to get him animated, aren't I? Um, who's watching the rugby too? I'd uh, given up watching sports. Apart from Formula One, I still watch that occasionally. Um, so how are we all? How are we all? It's, um, it's cooler up here today. It's been thunder and lightning since about three o'clock. Um, torrential rain. Sometimes literal cats and dogs, I think it's it's been that loud. Um, so it's really coming down. It's quite um, quite nice for a change. Still, still 23 degrees in here though, um, which is quite warm. Uh, I'm not quite sure what it's saying out here, outside. Never mind, doesn't matter. Um, apart from that, um, I hope everybody's had a good weekend um, and having a relaxing Sunday evening. I just thought I'd come on and have a chat with you again. Um, since I did it last night, it, it, it breaks up the boredom. It gives me something to do because I'm not sitting in a drunken stupor watching TV. <laughs> well, I don't watch TV anyway. I only ever watch YouTube or something like that. Um, I ended up watching a movie last night on YouTube called Ice Twisters. It was so awful. It was so awful that it was really good. <laughs> I just, um, I found it quite enthralling. But yeah, yeah, so that was that. And I mean, this is some of the nonsense I've been watching. I see Netflix are starting to hit the old, uh, ooh, your TV doesn't, well, it says TV, but I'm watching Netflix on a shield and it says your your Netflix doesn't, yeah, your your device doesn't appear to be part of the household. Obviously, I'll need to take it up to the house and get it resynced again. Um, because obviously, the wife and the kids have Netflix. Twenty-five point seven degrees in the room. Look, yeah, that's quite warm, mate. That is quite warm. It was really warm up here yesterday. Really warm, oppressively, oppressively so. Um, I, I think it's to cool down a bit up here. I think the forecast for tomorrow is like 18, which is quite nice. 18's fine. I can do that. Um, but hey, yeah, there's a, there's little Chaz there um, sitting sitting beside us. He's taking over Ben's. He even written his name over the top of Ben's. See that? Good on you, Chaz. Good on you, mate. Um, he's, he's, he's quieter than Ben as well, but in some ways more interactive. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't mock him. Right, um, so what do we want to talk about tonight? I, I tell you what, somebody sent me something about Stonehenge today and I watched it and I, I'd replied to somebody about Stonehenge not being quite real because it was rebuilt and, and I thought 53, I got the, I got the dates wrong because it was actually 58, but it turns out, and, and I said, but, you know, is that the file? Was that guy Putty Putty in Scotland? And I, I said, but, you know, how often does it, um, how often has it been rebuilt? And it turns out it's been rebuilt quite a couple of times. Um, so we'll, we could have a look, we could um, have a, a, a look at that. Um, hi Trudy, nice to see you. Robin, good, good. Uh, the kid, I don't know if there's a kid buried under there, but that's, I've got a three minute video here um, that someone sent me today, which is pretty cool, um, from a guy called D. Who's, who's less subscribers than us, he's only got 383, and yet <laughs> 71,000 views on it. <laughs> so what can you say? <laughs> Whereas we've got more subscribers and we're lucky if we get over 100 views. Uh, I just thought, no, it's really hard to break in. It really is hard to get the algorithm ticking over and, and getting the views, and that's why, and I know Bing does this all the time, but that's why sharing that's really important and commenting. And some of you guys are getting good now at the commenting because you're commenting into every um, stream, which is great. And we we do come back to you, you know. I, I, I think I liked a couple from Robin today or, or yesterday. I can't remember. It all just rolls into one. Um, I think I spent, I spent yesterday mainly doing podcasts because I forgot to do the podcasts before I went down to Eastbourne. And then I kind of neglected them at the beginning of the week, so I had to catch up on the podcast. There's about six podcasts that I published yesterday. 
So Trudy's watching on the big TV, so you'll see Chaz in his glory. You'll see him in his glory. Right. Um so what sh shall we talk about shall we talk about Stonehenge? Do you want to talk about that? Is there anything else you want to get off your chest first? Anything you'd like to discuss? Um feel free, feel free. I'm 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 at your disposal. I'm just here as a sounding board. And um, I think I think we're gonna try we're gonna try phone ins as well. We we tried it before and it, it it works now and again. Um but um we'll maybe try it again and see how that goes. Um I saw um I see Amy's been harvesting corn today. She's been posting pictures, wielding a large knife. Um she looks quite dangerous. So I don't think we'll be rushing over there. Anyway, right. Okay, I tell you what. Let's um, let's have a look at this. Uh, let's have a look at this this video about Stonehenge, and this was the rebuilding of Stonehenge in nineteen fifty eight. And 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 think. Let's just think about what it's got. Well, we'll pause it as we're going through it, and um, and let's let's discuss it, and we can have a, a look and see what's happening. Um, I hope you can. Let me check the volume level. Oh, right. So I'm full bung. So let's see how everybody can hear. Okay. First in 1901, second in 1919, and then most extensively in 1958, where the site was virtually cleared of all the stones. Now, I don't know if this guy has recorded this in his car. While waiting to pull into a lay-by or pull out of a lay-by, because it sounds like there's an indicator going on. Stoneheads, <laughs> uh, stoneheads, or oh, stone um, uh, what are the stoneheads? I think that's the Nafo people or something like that. Steer clear of them. Let's let them. Oh, it's the Mutton Crew. That's the Mutton Crew. Yeah, steer clear of the Mutton Crew. Oh, you seen them in like um. You seen them in like Twitter or something like that? Yeah, I think I think I'm pretty sure it's a mutton crew. Adam would be able to tell you better. He's more down with the kids, so. Yeah, they didn't half clear it. Look, they took everything away. Then the site was excavated. And then the heavy lifting equipment came back in and put the stones into remade holes of which they were backfilled with very mixed concrete. Sadly, Stonehenge is today nothing more than a modern representation of an ancient monument because it was dismantled and rebuilt. Well, when you say fake news, um, Shalini, what do you mean? Because this did happen. I mean, the, the, this definitely happened. And it's it's probably happened more than once, but I, I know for a fact that this one happened. Um, and uh, these pictures are not fake. Yeah, the guidebooks, the history books, uh, the official documents all say Stonehenge was built 4,000 years ago or thereabouts. There's no reference that it was built in 1958 using ready mixed concrete and steel and wooden blocks. How the British government got away with destroying an ancient monument, rebuilding it, I've absolutely no idea and uh, the real reason that the excavation work was carried out and the real reason and that the tunneling underneath the site but what is is more important so he's going to make a point here um <laughs> yeah yeah sure it was fun <laughs> but the, the guy's going to make a point here is how do you know that the alignments that we have now were the alignments that were put in there when it was built because if it was built 4,000 years ago 
the alignments should be different. So now if it lines up with the summer solstice and things like this, then they've adjusted it, haven't they? So it's really fake now, isn't it? So it's, it, it's like a theme park. It's almost like a theme park. So what was the point? What was the point in doing this? Was it because it was falling into disrepair? <laughs> I mean, there's big giant stones in the middle of nowhere. So, so I mean, the question is, what what were they going to do? Why did they feel that they had to do it? They, they have, they've reset the clocks. That's what they've done, espresso mechanic. You're correct. They have reset the clock. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think I think the guy's got a fair point. You know, it, it's not what it was, is it? Because it, it's been tampered with on a number of occasions, and obviously the tampering in 1958 was a lot more than one would have thought would have been required if it just needed a little bit of stabilising, you know? So, uh, and, you know, the chat room here, you're bringing up great points, like, because we didn't have the same calendar back then. I think, when did the Gregorian calendar come in? It was, what, was it in the, was it only in the last thousand years or something? So we, we were in a different calendar system before that, you know, whether it was 13 months or whatever. So, and and then 4,000 years ago, so that's 2,000 years BC, you know, what what calendar system were we working on then? What, and, and the guys would have been druids and and witches and Wiccan or whatever you want to call them and and um and, and yes, all the hippies go there, but the hippies probably don't have a clue what what happened. So the the whole thing's just bizarre. I don't I don't think they've taken down like um I don't think they took down like the Colosseum in Rome. That still seems to be standing. We mentioned that last night. It's better concrete than Gatwick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so, so Espresso Mechanic says the Acropolis in Athens was being renovated when you were there. Yeah, well, back to what were they patching it up, um, putting in concrete or whatever. See, this is the thing. If you keep patching up something that that is um, ancient, when does it then become not ancient? When does it then just become like a Disney park? You know, just a representation of what was there before. I mean, they haven't patched up the um, they haven't patched up the the pyramids yet, you know. Um, although there's a lot, there's, Egypt's really weird, isn't it? Because there's an awful lot they don't like you to look at, and they don't like you to examine, and they don't like you to go to. Like you're not allowed to climb the pyramids anymore, probably because you know they don't want people knocking bits off it, and they are hell of a high, and quite dangerous, I believe. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I've never been to Egypt either, Shalini. Um, I I I quite like to go in some respects. Um, but yeah, I suppose I, I would quite like to see it. I suppose, but it's quite. It, in fact, you don't even need to go that far because 
there's weird things happen. I mean, I, I remember walking around um, some town in the borders with my daughter and we're looking at the buildings and things. And, and, and you can do this in any town, really, any town that's got old buildings, which is probably most of the towns in, in the UK. So forget all the new buildings, but look at the buildings that were built allegedly in the 20s, 30s, you know, maybe even the 1800s. But you look at them and look where the windows and doors are, right? And and a lot of them have got half windows. You know, half the windows underground. And it's like, why do you build half the window underground? And then, in some cases, they brick up the windows that are half underground. So they've now got bricked up windows, right? And they go down to ground level and... The ground, the the ground level has been flattened off against the thing, and you can see the half the half window with the brick in it. But when you dig that back, and and this this does happen because if I, and if I was better prepared, I would have I'd have all this ready. And and no doubt, I think we'll probably do this with Ed one day or something because I I need to go into Tartaria and mud flood and all that and the world fairs things, and because it's very I th- I find it very interesting because it is. There's, there's questions that need to be asked, but when you look at these buildings that we all have in our towns, you just look at, I mean, just look at them and look at them critically and think, why are you rebuilding windows when the windows are almost entirely underground, right? Why would we build windows? And then you go down into some of these buildings and, and um, there are doors that have been bricked up because they would open into the earth. <laughs> so it's like, what's going on? And then when they when they reconstitute the road, and you've you've seen this a few times when they're digging up roads and things, or something collapses and they've got to rebuild the road, they start digging up the they start digging up the road, and and there's like a whole floor of the building underground that looks like it should have been above ground because it doesn't look the foundations because it's got windows and doors on it, and you're like, what is going on? Why is why? I mean, it's not like nobody swept the streets for 10 years and the earth built up. Why is it like that? So what happened? Was this like the mud flood that they talk about? Did this actually happen? Were, were there massive, was there a massive flood where people basically wiped out? Because when you look when you look at the amount of people that are supposed to live in these cities back in, you know, say the 1800s or the 1900s, or the very early 1900s and the, the 1800s, the amount of population that were in the cities was relatively small. And yet the cities were still cities. You know, they weren't like little towns, just made of wood and whatever. They, they still had their huge cathedrals and... They're massive town halls and things, and you you see the photographs. There's never any people in the photographs, and there's two schools of thought here. One is there's just never any people around, okay? Or secondly, because camera technology was fairly new and you need to take a long exposure to get the thing, people would go out and take the exposures, you know, very early in the morning before people were up. But, you know, really, people are always up, you know, at some point. You very rarely see any people in these photographs because the, as the question is that there weren't that many people about. Yeah. Oh, what's um, what's fun going on about now? Tell me now, Star Wars didn't really happen along Star Wars. Oh, no, of course it did. Well, of course it would. I mean, look, if you think about it, if the if the universe is, let's say, if it, if it is infinite, should it not be that anything possible has already happened and or will happen again? Because if it's infinite, there's infinite possibilities and therefore we sh- everything should happen. There should be a copy of you running about, except in this case, it'll be ginger and have no soul. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they keep finding Roman remains here in Newport, but they keep building, not investigating. Well, of course, because it's like I, 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 does it not cause problems if you start an thing a history that doesn't tie in with what we've already got? And this is all part of it's all part of like we're part of this kind of narrative, aren't we? That everybody gets told what's happening and 
we're going along and and then suddenly something gets thrown in your face and you think, oh, hold on, that, that doesn't look right. You know, even just something as simple as, why are all the buildings got, you know, windows underground? And then you, you start thinking about it and then you start to question that and then you start questioning other things and before you know it, you're a full-blown conspiracy theorist. You've got a tinfoil hat. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and people are you know avoiding you and don't want to invite you to dinner parties or things in case you start talking about weird things. But the thing is, you know, you're like we didn't land on the moon and and all this kind of thing. But when you start questioning these things, you can't stop. That's the problem because you're not getting answers. We're not getting definitive answers to these problems. And and I think some of the questions we ask are reasonable, are they not? You know, I personally think the moon landing thing was just too big a risk. And we said this last night. It was too big a risk for America to not do it, right? But it was an even bigger risk to do it and lose the people. That would just have been a complete and utter disaster. So I don't think they could risk it. I think they faked it. They might have sent a rocket there and just let it carry on its way or whatever. But um, I think they faked it because it was just too big a risk. Uh, Stonehenge was adjusted to a new schedule to make people work longer hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think it probably made much of a difference to the working hours. <laughs> but we'll let you off with that one. Uh, uh, Espresso Mechanic says, I'm sure they faked it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Um, oh, you got thunder and lightning there now, Beats. Yeah, cool. Oh, hello, Big Papa Claus. Evening. We could have used you earlier. There was a question. That, um, oh, the stone heads. What's the stone heads, Big Papa Claus? What do they mean? Um, I, I I thought it was Mutton Crew, but um, correct me if I'm wrong. So, the, so there we are. So the problem is we've, we're all wandering around we all think we've been told what happened at school and then you get, well, let's face it, how much of what you were taught in school do you actually use? Other than being able to read and add addition and subtraction. And there's a whole other mess. There's a whole, there's a whole other mess about how people don't listen when they're in school, right? Because there was, a, you know how people put these stupid maths problems up on, on Twitter and go, what's this? And it's like, it's got a couple of brackets in it. It's got a, an addition sum inside the bracket. It's got a multiplication sum outside the bracket and it's, it starts with a division. Right? And it's like, people, people. It's, <laughs> it's just a shot of fun. It's like, people. It's quite simple, right? It's quite simple. You use that PEDMAS or BODMAS or whatever you want to call it, right? So PEDMAS would be parenthesis, so everything in the brackets gets done first. Well, or parenthesis or whatever you want to call it, or squiggly brackets, you know, whatever brackets you got, do that first. Then it's multiplication, division, right? You know, ped, PEDMAS, division, multiplication. Now, division and multiplication are a group so whichever comes first from left to right gets done first you don't do multiplication before division you don't necessarily do division before multiplication you do whatever's first on the left you do that first and then addition and subtraction are a group as well so you do whatever comes first so if subtraction comes before addition you do the subtraction and then you do the addition and that way you will get the right answer every time and when you've got a guy who apparently has two maths degrees getting the answer wrong you've just got to laugh at these people you just got to laugh at them it's like you know blah 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 and that's the final answer and 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 well sir you're wrong <laughs> you are wrong it was quite funny Right, um, let's let's catch up on the chat. Let's see what we're up to. Um, hello, Pepper Claus. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Everyone, you don't use trigonometry all the time. Everything I'm good at, I taught myself. The mass majority of what I learned at school, I forgot as soon as I left. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. 
as soon as you get a job, you learn what you need to do the job. And and that's kind of what happens throughout life, doesn't it? I mean, the the other thing, the, the only things you've re really ever needed is being able to read. If you can, once you can read, you can teach yourself, right? So you don't you don't need to, as long as you can read and comprehend things and think properly, you don't need school. School's there as a training ground to get you ready for work. That's all it is, just to get you used to getting up in the morning, turning up at a place, sitting down, doing your work, having your lunch. Do the rest of your work. Go home. That's how school does. It just treats you. It just treats you like a worker, except you don't get paid. That's all school does. So it prepares you for work, and then you go to university or you go to college or whatever, and suddenly you 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 the people don't understand how it works because having worked in a university, right? You see all these students asking for help all the time, and it's like, well done. You're not at school, right? You've now got to stand on your own two feet. You've got to do your own thing. You turn up at a lecture, the, the guy will talk to you for like an hour. You take notes, you go away, you digest it. If you have questions, you go and read the books and the reading list. It's all provided for you, but you've actually got to do some work yourself. And that's the difference because you're no longer being taught. You're not being force fed information. What's happening is you're, you're, they are, what they are trying to do is enable you to think. And that's a harder job, I would say, than most. And that's why university is valuable if you go into it with the right attitude. Not that you're there to learn things, but you're there to learn how to learn. Because learning is not a process that you should ever stop doing. And I would say, if you stop learning, you just stop, you just stop living, don't you? If you're not learning, you're not living. It's my view. Right. Um, uh, see if I they don't allow people into Stonehenge anymore, do they? Uh, no rain. No rain in Julie Land in Wales. If they paid kids, it would improve their grades. I don't think it would. I don't think it would make much difference. To be fair, because um, you get kids that want to work and want to learn, and you get kids that don't want to work and don't want to learn, and you get people that are in between. Um, you get people that wake up halfway through school and go, hold on a minute, I want to actually do something and maybe I need to get a few grades because I want to be able to go and do something. So, you know, the, the school's, the school's just a mishmash. You, in some respects, it's putting an awful lot on us at too early an age because we're not equipped and we're not ready to make some of the decisions that we're then going to have to apply to ourselves for our whole life, you know? You're asking people to make decisions that, at 17 and 18, about what they're going to do for the rest of their life. No, it's not going to work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's why that's why people change careers and people get fed up. And, you know, it, because you, you, you pick something that you want to do when you're young doesn't mean you want to do it when you're 40 and doesn't mean you want to do it when you're 50 and doesn't mean you want to do it when you're 60. You know, life, life, life evolves. You've got to go through these different phases and changes. And to, to not allow people to do that and put them in a box and say, that's it, you know, you're working for Rolls-Royce and you'll make this widget, right? You'll know, you, you make this widget that goes in this jet engine and you'll do it for 30 years. Then we'll give you a carriage clock and you can go home, um, play a couple of rounds of golf, drink yourself stupid and die. And basically that's it. That's how, that's how life works for a lot of people. And what, what do you get out of that? You know, two holidays a year, you know, sit on a beach, get sunburnt, drink yourself stupid come back home, back to making widgets. That life? Is it? Is that your life? Is that what you want? Don't put too much into your work. Because if you're working for someone, you're not working for yourself. And if you're not working for yourself, you're not developing yourself. If you're not developing yourself, what are you doing? You are a slave. That's it. That's all you are. So, Never put too much into your work. Put it into yourself. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, do you have to pay to go into Stonehenge now? Really? 26 quid for an adult? <laughs> 200 metres away from the stones? Good grief. That's shocking. Oh, 
a local school refuses to let a lad back until like next month. So who who are they punishing when they do this? Because they're not they're, it's like they're not punishing him because he probably don't want to go to school, right? They're punishing his parents because then but probably both of them are working and now they've got to get childcare for a month. Um, they're punishing themselves because he's going to come back and he's going to be a month behind, so they're going to have to give him more information to get him up to speed with the rest of it. it, it it's stupid. It's stupid. It's just stupidity. Why would people do that? I mean, if you think about it, if you think about it sensibly, what's the point? What's the point? Somebody turns up, and what does it matter? What should does wearing a certain pair of shoes make you a worse learner than someone who's wearing the right pair of shoes? I mean, what does it matter? And that, this is the whole thing at work as well. This really pissed me off. You know, how does wearing a tie make you better than someone who doesn't wear a tie? That's the part I don't understand. I hate wearing. I hate wearing a a tight neck, you know, like a collar and tie. Um, probably because of this displaced salivary gland I've got because it puts pressure on it and annoys me. But what what difference does it make to your work output what you wear, really? Unless, unless you're, um, you know, you, you unless you're a cop or something, and you got to wear a uniform to be identified, so those people can avoid you, um, or or you're a soldier or something, like that, and you want to wear body armor and things like that, so you don't get shot. Yeah, that's that's sensible stuff, right? But when you're at school, what does it matter what you wear? They don't make you wear a uniform when you go to university, do they? Do they? No, they don't. You might put yourself in a uniform. But that's a different thing altogether, and they call that uniform fashion, don't they? But, hey, let's not go down that route. So, um, right, so where are we? Uh, Indiana Jones got a carriage clock, did he? I don't know. I um, gave up watching it. That's true. I'll, I'll hit the button. That's true. There you go. Um, oh, oh, you can go and touch the stones if you take LSD and go the right Okay, we'll not go down that route. <laughs> uh, jump down the tunnel engines of the com uh, um, Air Force ones make me a bit taller. Oh, that's the shoes, I take it. Uh, uniforms about conformity, yeah, of course it is. Um, again, that's them getting you ready. Same issues with Dylan, I made sure they played my way in the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, they, they don't, see, this is the problem with schools, they don't want individuals, and then you go to university and you've got to be an individual, because if you conform, it, well, you, you've you got to conform and be an individual at the same time, so the, the, it's, it's just really crazy, you know, the, the whole thing's crazy, the way that they do this. I just find it strange. Uh, pin on tight, well, you're the clip-ons. Yeah, yeah, that's what the police use. Because somebody grabs a tie, it just comes off. Or police don't wear ties anymore, do they? They wear t-shirts and things now. They, they think they're <laughs> like tank commanders or something. I mean, we're <laughs> it's like, it's like, you know, when I was in the police, I thought, you know, because we used to wear white shirt, black tie, blue epaulets. If it was hot, you got to roll your sleeves up. That's all you got. They didn't get to take your tie off. You just got to roll your sleeves up. Okay, that that was all you got, right? Then they had a big step forward. Then that they brought in short sleeve shirts, so you could when you got your rest, you got six shirts a year, so you could you could take some of your shirts as short sleeve shirts. <laughs> so you had to balance it out. So in Scotland, I'd probably take you know two short sleeve shirts and four long sleeved. Because you'd be in long sleeve shirts more than you'd be in uh, short sleeve shirts. Because uh, once it started getting cold and you put your jacket on, it was the battle dress tunic, right? And and the battle dress tunic is is basically what it was. It was a battle dress tunic from the Second World War. So that's what the police uniform was, you know, with the belt and everything, and and it was made of like serge. So you needed a long sleeve shirt because it would irritate you if it was against your skin, especially my skin, because I bruised like a peach. But anyway, apart from that, <laughs> so so I used to say, why can't we wear, I used to say to like the inspector, why can't we wear things like jumpers and stuff like the Americans do? And he's going, because we can't look too military, too, we, we don't want to look paramilitary. And I'm like, hold on a minute, we're wearing a battle dress tunic. How can we look any more military than we do at the moment? 
<laughs> and then eventually they brought in the NATO jumper, and that made a big difference, especially when you were in a car all day. Um, so the NATO jumper was better. But yeah, and now they wear these stupid, like, they wear these horrible t-shirts, don't they? These things, <laughs> they're, they're skin tight, that's the problem. Because there's not many cops, once they get over a certain age, that are fit enough to wear skin tight <laughs> clothing. It's just, it's like, it's not a good look. It's like what across the station when somebody's wheeling his bike down and he's meeting two Avenger bounced around in his lycra. It's like, for fuck's sake, mate, would you stop doing things like that? I haven't even had my breakfast. And he's putting it out there. So what happened there? How, 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 did, how did that happen? Did you see that? My frame disappeared and then came back. And I didn't do anything. That's bizarre. Is the PC haunted? Do we have a haunted PC? Do, 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 do. No, stop that. It's quite dark in here. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, was that you, Chats? Was it you? You little raccoon, you. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and now they were, well, yeah, I mean, let, let's let's face it, the, the place has really gone downhill, hasn't it? I mean, I, I did put a tweet out today, because someone said the British had a, have always had a mistrust of guns, and no, they haven't. It's been it's been something that's been brought into our, it, it, it's a mistrust that's been foisted on us and nurtured by the government which culminated in them taking away our handguns, because now the only people in the UK that have handguns are the criminals. That's that, the criminals. Because that other group that call themselves the police are now, in my view, very much criminals as well. So, as I say, the only people that have handguns in the UK are criminals. Um, did Alex... Alex... Uh, are we talking about Alex Belfield or Alex Jones? Alex Belfield. Did he wear um did he wear a tie? I can't remember. Yeah, I bet he I bet he, well he won't get a tie because that's an implement that could be used to do a bad thing. So you won't get a tie in prison. Um and <laughs> I see the guy. I see the guy that did the old I'm hanging out to the bottom of the lorry thing. He got arrested. But the whole thing sounds a bit suspicious, but we might dig into that more tomorrow. Right, um, so I've gone off on a bit of a tangent because I was talking about, you know, looking around at houses and how they they seem to be um they seem to be built they seem to be built up from a new level in some respects. Um, so so when you're round about, just have a look. Just have a look round. It's, even in London and places like that, you'll notice it. You know, you will not if you actually open your eyes and start looking at these things, you'll notice it because you see them in Glasgow and, and Edinburgh all the time. You see them in towns, even towns like Ayr and places like that. You, you'll see this. It's you won't see it in new flats and things, but and you won't see it in stuff built in the fifties and sixties, but you'll see it in the older stuff. It's like it's too. You know the ground. The ground is now too high for where the building is, and I don't think the building sunk, because buildings subsidence doesn't work in that the building just goes down straight. You know they normally fall over. So interesting. And then, I mean, we talk about all these other things that were. I mean, look at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. When was that built? Was was it not Galileo that dropped these balls off it or something? So when was that built? It's been there for years. And how did they build that? And how did they build these massive cathedrals? With massive bits of stone. I mean, I can see the stonework's really well done, and stonemasons, you know... In fact, it's probably better than any stonework you're going to get from people these days, but how did they get everything up there? It's really tricky. And then you come to the pyramids, and this whole... Putting a ramp up thing just doesn't work. You just you can't build. I mean, they, they they talk nonsense about it being built in twenty years. I don't think the Egyptians built this pyramids. I don't think they had the skill level um, to do it. I really don't. They certainly didn't build the Sphinx. Um, that was that's that's definitely been much older than 
and then they say uh, constructed of marble lime and stones the tower is built in a circular ditch about five feet deep on ground consisting of dry- shut up shut up adam you know i mean just just do it if you if you want to um if you want to show me it do it pulleys and levels yeah okay pulleys and levels <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah When the tower is just over three stories tall, construction stops for unknown reasons. I don't understand. What took 199 years to build? What What took 199 years? Pisa or the pyramids? Uh, well, it's possible they were cast. I don't know. Maybe they were. But some of those blocks aren't, some of those blocks aren't, um, some of the blocks that are used and some of the, the, um, the statues and things like, you know, used in the obelisks and stuff aren't cast because they, you can see where they've been hacking them out of the ground and, and look at the weight of them. How were they going to lift that? How were they going to lift that? That's the one I don't get. I mean, you see that one that that cracked when they were, you know, they were they were they were taking it out the quarry, and obviously they tunneled down both sides, and you know they were going to lift it, and and it cracked, and they just left it. How were they going to get it out? It was like mega mega tonnage, you know. I don't think uh, you you'd be struggling to lift it with a modern crane. That's the thing. It's crazy. The Tower of Pisa took 190 bloody hell. That's a long time. I mean, they say they built a pyramid. They say they built a big pyramid in 20 years. It's a big ask. And yet, they never find, I remember, they never find any bodies in it. No hieroglyphics inside it, right? So there's no hieroglyphics in it. There's no bodies in it. There was no, the, the sarcophagus that's in it isn't something that anybody's ever been in. They never found anybody buried in it. So what was it there for? It wasn't a it wasn't a wasn't a tomb. So what was it? You know? And what about all the tunnels underneath and the water and all that? What's all that about? Don't know. It's maybe worth a rabbit hole. Oh Right, Puma <laughs> Oh god. I've been watching this guy called Roger. Is it Spar or something? And he's, he's, I don't know whether he's, I don't know whether he's got a point or not. I don't know whether he's a loony or not, right? Because he's kind of, he's kind of, he kind of makes sense on some respects, but then he goes off on these tangents and he says like, see the walls at Puma Punko and things like that with the knobs on them and things like that. He says they're bio, biological. And I'm like, ah, ah. And he says they're cells, right, that that have been turned to stone by, and 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 he's kind of got some backing on this, right? Because they've now found that soft tissues can turn to stone by, oh, I can't remember the exact term, but it's to do with it's basically to do with electron and metal ion transfer, so metals in the so if there's, if there's water and metals about, you can, the biology will transfer the electrons until it ultimately it becomes a stable form, in which case it, it's almost like stone, right? And and while he takes it further than anyone else, Yale University do kind of back him up because this has happened and they're saying and it seems to happen in hours or days and he's saying even he's saying i don't think it happens in hours you know but it could certainly happen in weeks if not months it, it, it happens quickly and that's why you can find that's why you can find fossils and things you know stones that look like that that look like biological things and you know if what he's saying is that this transfer or this electron transfer thing has basically turned them to stone but what he says is that that those walls and things are like um, 
So like cells of a giant or something like that, where the bumps are or tendons, and it's to me it's just gone. It's just gone way too far, way too far. I mean, there was a there's maybe a little bit of 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 believability about some of his stuff, but I think he just he goes off and he just goes off in one. So I'm not quite sure about that. Um. The, paragraphs, the pyramids have no hieroglyphs, that's correct, which does suggest they were something other than burial chambers. Surely they would refer to who was entombed in them. Here lies King Khufu. Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And and let's face it, the um, the Egyptians were no stranger to taking someone else's work and purporting it as their own because they used to chip over the previous, um, you know, what, what's, the, what's the head of Egypt called? Or the king or whatever, a pharaoh, pharaoh. So they used to chip over the old pharaoh's name and put their own in place and things like that. So no strangers are stealing stuff. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, I, I think there's loads of questions about the pyramids. Was it aliens, though? Was it aliens? I don't think so. I think, I think, and, and I think Ben agrees with me on this one. In, that, in fact, Ben Ben's quite adamant on it, to be fair, and I think I'm, I'm with him on it. And that, that I'm pretty sure there was a previous... A previous civilization, and possibly more than one over the many many years, and I think we'd get wiped out or something, because cataclysmic events happen, and I think what happens is we do we get wiped out, and and knowledge is lost. And you think about it, right? You think about it, how how much knowledge from our civilization would be retained if we were wiped out by a worldwide disaster, right? They have massive meteorite hitters, and there was massive flooding. Uh, fires, everything. How long would it take? I mean, I mean, there'll be some people left. Some people will survive, and you know, holes in the ground, or you know, whatever. But there, there will be people left, and and we would probably come back and rebuild. But how much information is going to be left? Because this isn't something you're going to rebuild over ten or twenty years. This is something you're going to rebuild over a thousand or two thousand years, right? So, so how much information from our civilization will be left? Because anything metal's gone. Forget it, it's just rusted away, it's just not there anymore. Anything modern's gone because crumbly concrete's just falling apart. <laughs> so, anything modern's gone, right? So, what are we leaving behind that we didn't? I mean, all our information's gone because our libraries are now um, data files on computers, which are just gonna, they're not, they're just gonna disappear, aren't they? I mean, a hard drive's just gonna rust away to nothing. Um, what's, a, what's a RAM chip gonna do? You know, you wouldn't even recognise it, would you? So, people will be digging up, maybe they'll dig up a part of a, a central processor at some point in the future and go, oh, look at that, I wonder what that was. <laughs> it looks a bit like a computer chip, but it's not really. <laughs> you know, like the anti-cathode mechanism, that kind of thing. So, I'm pretty much sure that we're just repeating what's happened before and we're lucky and that we're in a part of of life when you know things are relatively easy for us you know we're not grabbing about we're not grabbing about clubbing each other over the head and raping women and taking them back to our caves and all that and people dying in childbirth and no medicine and all that so we're, we've got past that stage so we're having a kind of lucky-ish part and the question is how far does it go on before some cataclysm wipes us out and everything resets again or or that someone just pushed the button and resets the simulation. Is that what happens? Because, you know, you've, you've you ever played The Sims, yeah? Oh, I'm getting bored with a sending Godzilla, you know? <laughs> yeah? Is that what happens? Is that where we are right now? Are we Sims? You know, you suddenly think, we make all these memes about non-player characters and suddenly we've, we realise we're, we're NPCs? My God! Do you remember that? What was that movie where the guy, um, the guy was the he was an NPC and he became aware um, quite recently? Was it Ryan Reynolds again? Was it? it might have been, but um, I remember he was in a video game and he suddenly became aware, and it was actually all right. It was quite funny. Right, okay, and I've been on a good, I've been on a good uh, trip tonight, haven't I? So yeah, right. Let's have a look at the uh, let's have a look at the what do you call it chat. Uh, NBC, see mysterious hieroglyphs written in red paint on the floor of a hidden 
chamber in Egypt's Great Pyramid of Giza are just numbers, not proper hieroglyphs, though. Okay. Don't know about that one, Adam. Um, Stargate, yeah, there's always that. Uh, the pyramids have no hieroglyphs. Uh, we've done that. Clearly acoustic, acoustic levitation. So you're talking about the guy that built the Coral Castle, are you, Adam? Is this where you're going? Are you thinking that? Um, he, he's how did he do that? You know, it's because Carl's Carl's not light, you know. Um, but you know, I think that might be again, that might be worth a rabbit hole or something like that. The Carl Castle, there's a fair bit of um, speculation about what, and he always did it at night, didn't he? <laughs> Under cover of that was you, I shall not reveal my sources. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, a realm of dwarfs and pygmies. Well, there's still some lying about, isn't there? But I mean, look at um, you still get pygmies in New Guinea and things like that. So yeah, and and obviously we still get dwarfs. Uh, thankfully, the Egyptians used holiday hills for burials. Yeah, yeah, they did. After the pyramids, why would they suddenly change track? Well, yeah, exactly. The the, the pyramids were never tombs. Never, never. There's just the whole the the whole Egyptology thing is is um it's a thing down a rabbit hole for for whatever reason I don't understand because it's like they don't want to see what's actually happening because it's like everything you build your career on it and if you if you change the story then your career goes down the toilet doesn't it so there's that yeah um the natural history museum says there was eight species of humans. I'm not quite sure what you mean by that, Adam. Uh, the pyramids are the only thing that would survive. Yep. And the Vatican Library, air conditioning would stop, so no books. Yeah, exactly. Well, the Vatican Library would, it would either fall in on it or it would be flooded or whatever, yeah. So, yeah, and there's going to be, there's been no information left if there was a cataclysm. Um, Adam's gone off on one. The moon is a soul harvester. Yeah, okay. The gallery features eight other kinds of human. Uh, what kind? What, what what kinds of human are we talking? Are we talking about like Neanderthals and Cro-Magnon and all that kind of thing, or are we talking something different here, Robin? I'm not quite sure where we're going. Uh, there's a church built of coral on Raratonga. Scientist explains how to levitate objects with sound. Is that um, what's his name? Oh, the guy John. Is it? It's not Houston, is it? What was his name? Oh, good grief. I have seen him doing this, right? And you don't know if it's real or not, but this guy's a bit, he's a bit fruity, but recluse-like, but the kind of guy that you think, if anyone could do it, it would be someone like that. Someone working alone in a lab is going to crack the anti-gravity problem, you know, and suddenly, next thing you know, the Jetsons is real. Uh, special mechanic, I tend to go with the theory that pyramids were the power stations of the day. Now, that's an interesting one, right? So, and I've seen this before, and I think this... <sighs> right. So, the problem is, why are they not working now? What What's needed to make them work, and how did they work? Because... They they were encased in limestone originally, so they would have been blindingly white. With and I'm a, it's alleged that they had a a gold top. Shut up, Adam. Just shut up. You're just pissing me off now. Um, so so the, if they had a gold top, that's a cracking conductor. But what's in them that's going to generate the power? So I I, I and I don't pretend to know if there's something special in them that, you know, with the way the air would flow through it or, or if there was a higher water table or something like that, if it would make some sort of difference. So I'm not quite sure what um, what, what would cause it to be a power station. But, you know, pyramids are really strange because there's more pyramids in the world than anything else. And they're all over the place. They're on every continent. Even even in China, even in Europe, so there are pyramids everywhere, and and they all follow similar kind of 
well, they're pyramids, so they, they obviously follow that. But some of them are stepped and some of them aren't. But everybody's built pyramids, you know, and it's it's almost as if some of the South American pyramids are very close to the ones they build in, like, Cambodia and stuff like that. So you've got to think, is there was communication? And then there, there was communication in the ancient world before we started exploring. And when I say we, I'm probably... I, I, you know, I don't want to be castigated for it, but what I'm probably saying here is white white men, <laughs> because that's who started exploring in our kind of recent history, right? So when that when Britain and the Vikings and you know the French and the Spanish all went out and explored the world, they found things like Australia and New Zealand, South America, all that. So if you there's a there's a group of people in South America who have got Aboriginal DNA mixed in with their DNA. So it's almost certainly that Aborigines from Australia travelled to South America before we even knew about South America or Australia. So work that one out, because that's a hell of a distance. That's a big distance. Right, um, could there have been something in the sarcophagus that's just possible? It's possible. I mean, we've seen that battery type thing. You know, we've seen the batteries in Iraq um, that are made out of like acid and plates and will produce electricity. Um, we've seen the hieroglyph that looks like a it looks like a filament lamp. You know, I, I mean, if it is or not, I don't know. Some people say it's a snake or a representation of them, but you know. It looks like a filament lamp. It looks like a filament light light bulb. A a big one, but that's what it looks like. Um Yeah, porcelain and copper cylinders, yeah, there is all that kind of stuff, yeah. Um I don't think you can buy a pyramid beats. They tend to hang on to them. Or like in Bosnia, they just pretend it's a hill. Oh, ancient humans settled in North America around 130,000 years ago suggests a controversial study. Uh, well, I, see, I don't even think it's that controversial because if you look at the, the, the weight of evidence behind it, there's, there's like the red-haired people that were found, okay? So red hair is not indigenous to African, not African. Red hair is not indigenous at all to Native Americans, right? So the red-haired people... Red-haired, light-skinned people found buried in North America well before Columbus, well before Eric the Red, right? So there's a good chance that there, there was people travelling to America well before the Vikings found it, uh, Greenland and well before Columbus, if he existed, actually found it. Because how do we know the, these people actually did this? Because... Is it just made up? And and you know the you know the nine hundred year problem. There's this nine hundred year problem in 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 the last two thousand years that just seems to be completely missing, and we can't really work out where it should be because nothing happened for nine hundred years. And I know we had the dark ages, not but nine hundred years is a hell of a long time for nothing to happen. And then suddenly, round about what seventeen hundred, late seventeen hundreds, everything kicks off and bang. Next thing you know, we've got electricity, we've got uh, petrol and diesel engines, we've got steam, we've got you know. The next thing you know, we're flying, and then we're on the moon, and that happens in what less than two hundred years. So we 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 sat around procrastinating for two hundred thousand years, right? Because. They reckon what modern human appeared two hundred thousand years ago. Just appeared, no evolution, no no missing links. Just appeared. Modern humans appeared two hundred thousand years ago, right? Um, didn't evolve from current apes because complete mismatching chromosomes. So, didn't evolve from apes. And if we did evolve from apes, where's the where's the in between part? Nope, can't find it. Um, so. We appeared 200,000 years ago like that, and then we didn't do anything until 200 years ago. 
That's procrastination on a grand scale. And I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's only real if you buy into it. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, if you were a Basque fan, I mean, I know, right, let's face it. I know, I know the Spanish and the French have got a kind of bad rep for stealing other people's fish, but 3,000 miles is a hell of a way to go to steal somebody's fish. <laughs> Do you not think? And I'm not, I'm not being a fool at you, Robin, I'm just, it's, um, it's a bit of a stretch, but because, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, I just don't know. The problem, the problem's not eating when you're at sea. The problem's water. That's the problem. So, you know, did they have enough water to do that kind of journey? If they were getting blown about the mercies of the of the wind. But hey, hey ho, I don't know. What fish were they though? Yeah, well, what fish were they? Uh, I don't believe that human technological development is a linear process. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, ancient civilizations were far more developed than we think. Probably, yeah. Possibly more developed than we are today. Uh, def yeah, there's a, the, the definite possibility of that because, as as we've, we discussed earlier, how much of our if if there was a big calamity, a big cataclysm that wiped us all out, how much of our information, how much of our, our current technology and civilization was arriving. I would submit very, very low, very low. I mean, nothing that I'm sitting in would survive. None of the kit that's spread around me would survive. You know, you might find, you might find like, what's this? This I mean, stainless steel full tang knife. So the plastic would all erode away. But you might, you might find the knife. You might find a knife encased in minerals. You know, and and think, oh, somebody made a knife. Um, but not much else is going to survive. All this electronic kit's just going to just disappear. It's all plastic and circuits and stuff. Maybe little bits of gold, you know. This might be a nice wee seam of gold with all the, the gold that leaches out of the electronics kit. Somebody goes, oh, I found a gold seam! A gold nugget! And there we go. Yeah, there we go. Well, right, so here's the question for you, Harold, about oil then. What about oil? Is oil fossil fuel or is it not? Because that's that's a contentious one as well, isn't it? Because the North Sea was supposed to run out of oil in the year 2000 and it didn't. And in a lot of occasions it's not because they found more oil fields, it's because the ones that they were, they had emptied, have filled back up. So, there is this theory that oil's like generated by the pressures and the chemical processes in the earth, and hey, and and then there's the other thing. Why we? Why do you have to drill deeper than the fossil record to get oil? <laughs> if it's a fossil fuel, why do you have to go beyond the fossil record to get oil? You know, why is it deeper than the fossils? How does that work? The Antikythera mechanism is a case in point for ancient civilizations being technologically advanced. It's fascinating effort. Indeed it is, espresso mechanic. Indeed it is. Um, yeah, I, it's, and uh, I, th I was watching something about how it actually worked and what it did, and it's it's, uh, it's quite a fascinating piece of uh, kit. Definitely um, worth watching, just definitely. So, um, oof, that's about an hour, and I'm getting hot and sweaty. Have we had a good evening? Have we? I have seen the astrological clock in Prague. I have been to Prague and seen that clock. It is a lovely looking thing. It's a lovely looking thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Expresso. Oh, it's been great. Oh. So um, tomorrow night we'll be back to Chasing Descent Live with myself and Ben. And remember, if you haven't liked us, for God's sake, like it. Or you'll start going, you didn't tell them to like it. Or um, if you ever want to think about supporting us or subscribe, 
you know, wire in, guys, wire in. Um, but more than anything, share us out, tell people about us, evangelise for us, um, get more and more people coming to watch us, and and hopefully we'll get bigger and we can start stop pestering you, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've I think I've um, I've had a good night. I've enjoyed um, what I've talked about. I've just touched on subjects. I haven't gone into them in great depth, um, other than the Stonehenge thing, which was quite interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I've had a good night, and I hope you have too. Um, so with that, thank you very much for coming along and joining me this splendid evening. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. And as always. As always, it's been great for you. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm fucking buried in my grave. Six feet deep, wonder, but my body won't decay. Cause my messages are timeless, so they'll put them on display. Oh yeah, I rap with a certainty. I have a sense of urgency, a message for eternity, for everyone internally. I had some people burning me, but now they fucking learn to see. I ain't the one to fuck with, now they looking nervously. And I don't really care what you think of me respectfully. You can kick rocks if you think you're fucking better, see? I will outwork you, turn you to an enemy. Hurt you so bad that you're gonna need some therapy. I got the motherfucking recipe. I've been cooking up hits, I'ma leave a legacy. You'll be looking small when you're standing right next to me. I'm five ten, bitch, but I'm ten feet next to me. You say, yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'ma do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yeah, I'ma do it my way. Shit, my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'm a stack breaks up. Dude.